Yeah, I got two threes. Um, my two threes are Pascal and Julius Randle. Um, <laughs> Julius Randle is the three B, just because Pascal and the play. You know, Pat. I was I almost put Julius Randle a little higher, but Pascal Siakam in the playoffs was a lot better than I had realized. And his his game, like mm-hmm. because the the theory that what's going to happen without Kawhi is real, but he had his especially that, that first, first round yeah, against the no. Magic. Oh, the first round against Yo, the Magic. Yo, first of all, in all those playoff games they played, he only had three games under ten points, and he's not a scorer. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's keep that in mind. He's not a scorer. But then. Even games where he didn't particularly score, because he had 30-point games. He yeah. had crazy-type games. His defense, we know. He, he allows everybody to kind of be comfortable because he can do so many different things. They can, they can, he can guard multiple positions on a pick-and-roll, all of that. Cool. But then when you add in the fact that he has his moments where he can hand it on the break, he's going to run and transition and get easy buckets. We're not even talking about hockey assists because he had a lot of those hockey assists because Danny Green uh, is in the corner, so he makes that one pass to Lowry. Lowry kicks it to Green. All of that. But then when I looked at his consistency of scoring throughout the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he had double-doubles. He had 30-point games, like I mentioned. He had 20-point games. Right. You said something about him scoring when Kawhi wasn't playing. So all of those things. It wasn't in game one of the finals where he had, like, 30-some points, and Draymond was like, man, I got to guard, guard him. That's my bad. Wasn't that game one? Yeah. Okay. Even yeah, though, like, like a really big game. See, see like, he, mm-hmm. he, you know, so I give him that credit for that. Um, but – Again, this isn't solely based off of last year. Mm-hmm. Now, this year, going into this year, is where I kind of agree with what Derek was saying. It's not that effect that I need to see him as the number one option, but it's just me realizing that he doesn't have a Kawhi Leonard there. He doesn't have a Danny Green there. Everybody in the NBA now knows that name and that face of Pascal Siakam. He's going to be a much more prioritized name on your scouting report right. before you play the Raptors now. And because he's not that guy... Now that the talent level drops some, his game might drop some because he. I, I just don't know what's there for him. So I'm interested to see. His game could definitely go up still. Mm-hmm. It's a two-way street, which is why he's still at number three. But I'm not sold completely yet to make him so like. You, you couldn't pick between the two to make one of them four? He said no, Julius Randle was 3B. So wouldn't that just make him four? four. I, I guess so. I, I just want to give my respect to Julius Randle. Julius right. Him being at four is a <laughs> lot of respect. Top four, power four in the league is I, you know, very respectful. What was that Knicks law? Y'all right? No, not even. But Julius Randle just had a crazy year last year. I mean, he did. When we talk about the, first of all, just, just the, the, the standard numbers, the 21, 9, and 3, amazing. But then when he looked 34% from three, I, I didn't expect that. Um, oh, how many attempts? What, like four? No, three on three attempts. Okay. So I, I'm fine with that. He got to the free throw line seven times. Um, he shot 52% from the field. And he, not only that, he's going into a situation now he's going to have the same type of role. We paid him. He's young. And we don't have another player on our team that just demands the number one option. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be him. So Frank Nee Lakina not getting that ball this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he still has a chance to have the same type of year or even better. His numbers could dip as well. I, I put that two way street on everybody's on everybody's thing. But he has playing in New York is a lot tougher than playing in New Orleans for sure. It, no, yeah. it is, it is. But I, I never view, view Julius Randle as an emotional guy that's going to be like, oh, we just lost three in a row and the media is on my ass because he, he played in L. A. He mm-hmm. knows what like in that. He played on garbage ass L. A. teams. So um, I think he can have an All Star year this year. To be honest with you, if he can t- put up those same type of numbers in the East now, mm-hmm. he can get it. He can definitely get it. Um, and we're going to be a competitive team. 
you know, we should be a lot more competitive. Competitive. They're going to be competitive for sure. They're yeah, not getting blown out every are night. You, are you <laughs> what do you mean by competitive? I mean, like they're going to be by just what he just said. Even if we don't win the games, we're going to come. Oh, okay. We're going to be respected. You're not going to look at us on the schedule and just be like, are they going to beat the Knicks? Yeah, they won't be the worst team. We're not going to be that. So. We're going to be competitive, and we're going to win games. It ain't about not losing by a double digit. We're going to win games. We're going to win nah, games. Y'all, y'all definitely. The shit he's saying sarcastically. We're going to win games. No, that was no sarcasm. That was, that was we're real. We're going to be there. We got Marcus Moore. What, what, was, your, what was your official win record for them? Or how many wins do you think that you was going to get? I don't remember, but somebody out there knows because we made a bet. Yeah. And I made a bet with him. I think it was like 37 or something. Yeah. And I said it would be You think they're going to get 37 30, wins? 30 or below or something like that. You said, no, you said something like 23. Yeah. Our, me and him made a different bet. They're projected the to 30. win. You said something 24. like 25. Yeah. 24. And I was like, no way in hell. 23, something like that. So somebody out there can go back and, and we'll find it for us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Julius Randle, Pascal Siakam, you know, they're right there. I'm interested to see what both of them do. And I hope everybody else has the same top two. Or no, y'all we, we got yeah, yeah, I, I had Pascal at three. Okay. I had Tobias at number three. You might not have Giannis at one, the way you're interested. <laughs> Tobias at three. Yeah, just because of the simple fact that he's now going into a role where he's going to have the ball more with Jimmy and J.J. Reddick going. Who's, so, your, who's your four? Oh, Draymond Green. And then your five was K-Love. Yep. And Tobias Harris is your three. Okay. My three is um, Draymond. I don't need to say much about him. We know. We talked about him. Most One of the most impactful players in the entire NBA. Of course, he's one of those players that his situation benefits him a lot because if he was in Cleveland and Kevin Love, if Kevin, him and Kevin Love switch spots, Draymond Green's probably not top three. He's a, he's a player that definitely is impacted by having two of the greatest shoots of all time on his team. But he's also a player that does everything you need him to do on both sides of the floor. Um, lateral quickness to keep up with guards, big enough to keep up with centers. How much more do you want from a from a person that really loves his defense? Draymond Green is one of those players. I love Draymond. I do too. It's no, hard not to. Number two, I had Blake Griffin. Yeah, who I is swear yep. anybody did not have Blake Griffin only number two? I'm Blake on. Griffin, one of my favorite power forwards to be honest. What? Yeah, he one of yeah. like what he what he brings to the game. Also, he's one of the few players that. He got a little bit of everything, and he with his size, he can actually dominate a game. He can yeah. take over a game for your team. He literally dragged them into play. I feel bad for his ass. Though. They was they they was acting like they didn't want to go, like a kid in the store that don't want to leave the toy out, and he dragged that team. He was on like, one foot late in that season. Bring for sure. y'all ass That's to the playoffs. Yes, yeah, so watching him against the Bucks was crazy. Him playing seventy five, he played seventy five, right? I'm pretty sure he played yeah. seventy five games, which is amazing for Blake Griffin. Didn't he say he played with a torn meniscus in yes. that series against yes. the Bucks? Yes, that's crazy. This is like. Yes. At that point, because then he didn't play the first couple games either, and they were no, already down. It's like, it's like, bro, just, just, just. <laughs> I love the heart, but like, let's be realistic here. Let's think about next season, Ball the rest of your life. Improve shooting threes, can mm-hmm. still push you up, athletic enough to dunk on you. Yeah, seventy five is the most games he's played Fac- since he was twenty four. Facilitating Blake Griffin got it all, man. Blake Griffin got it all. He had an MVP type year to me. Which is, I love to see his evolution because he mm-hmm. came into the league not being able to shoot the ball, mm-hmm. and now you have to respect his jumper. He shot. Thirty six percent from three, which is like that's that's very above good. average. Name, yeah. tell them how many he took. Oh, seven attempts. So he's attempting them for sure. He be taking those pull up threes too. Yeah, and he, those you pull see, up I know threes. I remember that play when he act like he about to hand it off and put it between his legs. Yeah, shot the three and made the two. Come on, man. Come on, man. Blake Griffin's also too. Well, we all have Blake Griffin too. Yeah. Yep. And then one Giannis. is Giannis, MVP of the league. Um, 
he may he's going to be like top five in MVP again this year. I don't know if he repeats because again, narrative matters in the NBA. Um, Most dominant player in the league. Yeah, as far as pure like dominance, yeah, like yeah. athleticism. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely that guy, and he's the best player in the FIBA World Cup this year. So I'm interested to see how Greece performs. They got Nick Calathis on their team. Y'all remember him? Yeah, Florida yeah. represent. He got suspended from the league from using PEDs or something like that. I remember that. Wilson Chandler just got suspended too. Sure did. He sure did. Which is why it makes sense that Ooh. Katie and Kyrie won't mellow back to the net. I mean, on not back, but on the net. So do it, Brooklyn. Do it. <laughs> Go get them. Why not? You know, even though I've seen some Brooklyn fans who who said some things that I, you know, I don't mind. They were saying they would like prefer Iman Shepard. I would love to see Iman Shepard get a job somewhere, please. But I I, I still want Melo. Because, yeah, at least uh, Iman's defense over the last couple years is not that great anymore. Like he was. I'm surprised the Lakers haven't reached out to like Iman Shepard. They have a full roster. Yeah, they full. If they have, yeah, we just signed somebody. somebody. You got to see what happened with Boogie, but I mean, they're still going to have to pay him, I guess. But could, yeah, I was about to say, could they cut him? They still have to pay him that. Because it was a minimum, minimum deal. Yeah, it's a minimum yeah. deal. I wasn't on, like, non-guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And then they, they basically got Dwight Howard for free. <laughs> so <laughs> they can still cut yeah, him yeah, like, like, no that, penalty. That man can roll an ankle tomorrow. He can be gone. He can be gone. <clears throat> and then you can bring in who you, else? You like what Zoe said? With Joe Kim. Y'all going to regret that in his little rap? Did y'all listen to the actual rap or just sign no, up? I didn't, I just I didn't know. Just small. I listened to the whole song. Because no. you really get to his verse, you have to listen to the song. I just saw the, the graphic that said the lyric. I'm like, okay. Yeah, man. He let his homie rap first. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> no, but I mean, I would. Uh, what else I expect him to say? Eric Gordon got the max extension. I, I don't have an opinion on that just yet. Yeah, I feel I, like. Uh, I feel you. Yeah, it's just I don't know. PJ Tucker also been talking. He wants to get paid. Yeah. You know? That boy Darryl Moore. He's like, I'm. A, I'm gonna keep my players. You gotta love some type of loyalty to the guys that's been there for a minute. But that's a lot of money for Eric Gordon. Yeah, Harden, Russell, and Eric Gordon gonna make 116 million, something like that, potentially. Let me see. Did I under estimate Eric Gordon's year? No, last year is the one he was incredible. Eighteen points. Yeah, game, this we were talking about. He could have been like six man. Yeah, and and then the la- last year he wasn't bad. He just shot. I think a he shot a little bit worse. worse. Yeah, but yeah. that's fine. He was better defensively in the playoffs. Especially so. yeah. they started off. That Rockets whole team started off bad. Yeah, except for James Harden. Really. So yeah, remember he only played nine games in a season. It's good to see him get his paycheck, regardless. If you agree, if he overpaid or whatever. But last thing. Um, to this morning or tomorrow morning, the first game of the World Cup. So hopefully y'all y'all might tune into that. One. No, I'm definitely going to. Um, I think it's at like playing? seven a.m. I don't know. I just know it's at seven a.m. this time. So two K Friday. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be uh, giving out the winner probably Tuesday. And who I'm giving a free copy to? Is it the deluxe? Do the what? Hell no. Uh, seven for me was Tobias Harris. Mm. Um, real good year last year. Um, but it's just I just feel like seven is perfect for him because at times my, my biggest thing on him is he's so talented offensively. He kind of reminds me of a baby mellow, what I used to call him uh, back when he was in Orlando. Now he kind of shoots a, shoots a three a little bit more. But he has the tools to be a real good offensive player, and he, he does, has his moments. But there's also moments where you forget that he's even out there on the floor. And I know a lot of times that happened specifically with the Sixers because they did have Joel, Ben, and then Jimmy Butler. Um, you obviously remove Jimmy Butler out of the equation, but then you add a Richardson and a Horford, and you still have Ben and Embiid at the top. So I'm hoping that he solidifies himself as the, the third guy consistently 
Um, and I'm also worried that Ben Simmons is going to come out and be aggressive, which we will all want from him. Yeah, but definitely. then that could also kind of have Tobias a little sitting in the corner. Sitting, yeah, so uh, I think seven is good for him. Um, maybe he won't have the same type of numbers, but but I think he's going to really complement that team. You know, uh, he's going to have to play some small forward too, which uh, kind of concerns me because I, I really think he's the ideal four. Yeah, and he uh, played a lot of small forward early in his career. Yeah, yeah. and his foot speed is the, not the, enough to keep not, up with not. So majority of small defensively is going to hurt him. But luckily, he has Embiid and Horford behind him. Ben Simmons is also a good defender. Samuel Richardson, he's surrounded by good defensive players. So hopefully, they can make up for that. Um, but then it's also going to have him being guarded by other small forwards. So yeah. I don't. He's not going to be beating them off the dribble or. You know, getting past them that much, so it might result to more settling. Um, yeah. But I think seven is is is, is solid for him. Uh, gives him a room too. If he does, you know, have a great year, jump up next season. But I think seven is real solid for Tobias. Yeah. Um, I, at seven, I had Julius Randle here. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what you had. Oh, are we going? Oh no, I gave myself. Sorry, Julius Randle my six. I jumped the gun. I, so I have John Collins at number seven. Okay, you already talked about him. Oh, that's uh, what you had at your seven. Yeah. Who did Derek? I had Millsap at seven. Just because of the simple fact that um, defensively he kind of holds that Denver team together. True. And he was kind of the reason why they were a legit playoff team because the year they didn't didn't have him, they missed the playoffs. Yeah. And the year they had him, now they're the second seed. Can I ask you a question? No. And is, you know, just a simple question. Is there anything that Paul Millsap did last year that Pascal Siakam didn't do? Because, I mean, even from a statistical point, I, I don't really don't see anything he did. No, he didn't. I'm not gonna lie. There was, what he did for the Nuggets, I think it just worked out so He's good. He's a for very him. Glue, good glue guy, right? He he helped them defensively. I think he in the regular season he was good for them. He's, I mean, this is a dude that's been you know as consistent as they come. It's like a Swiss Army knife type player. True. I mean, he was probably like their fourth or fifth option. You know, think about just regular season. They got Jokic, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, all these young players that are taking you know all these shots probably before him, but. Until the playoffs is when he really came to show up because, you know, they could throw the ball down too low to him and he can yeah. get them baskets. And that's where he really came. But besides I he, that, I don't think he really, you know, he's not that good. Because he's going to be a guy that probably, like, fizzle out in a minute. Not 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 in the right. NBA, but I'm talking about as far as power forwards go when you think of names. Because he was, like, a, not too long ago, a guy that you were probably putting in your top five. But now you got guys like, personally, me. You have mm. every right to put him on your list. But personally, for me, it's not nothing he did better than Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing he did better than Pascal Siakam, Laurie Markkinen, uh, John Collins. And those guys are young. Those are guys like Aaron Gordon is, what, 23? Mm-hmm. Laurie Markkinen was only his sophomore season. John Collins was a sophomore. You got guys like if Marvin Bagley mm-hmm. still plays the four, he's going to obviously you think, uh, be better. That same thing that Andre Iguodala did when he went to the or when he went to the Warriors with that young team, I, I and he kind of used that. That's the same that thing Paul Mills that could be yeah. doing with the nugget like, with yeah, the Nuggets. That, that's a good mm-hmm. comparison, especially if you have somebody like um, Michael Porter Jr. come in and take mm-hmm. that four spot. Um, or even if Jeremy Grant is just better for them at the, the four, Paul Mills mm-hmm. would definitely be a nice guy to have off your bench, but. And he getting paid like thirty million. He just yeah, yeah he they, just they, signed a thirty million dollar. Yeah, well, so it was a player option. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a player option. So that, I think it was a team option, which is yeah. a little more surprised they took that thirty mil up. Um, because I thought they were going to reorchestrate the deal to keep him long term, but he's thirty four at this point. I, they, I forgot. I read an article on that. They had said it was a reason why they did that. I forget it, why. But is it they because they kept a, the money to 
to sign Jamal Murray long term, like give him that match. I don't know. The the cap is so weird to me, mm-hmm. like the specifics. But um, I thought they they just gave him that money because it was kind of like a mutual type thing. Uh-huh. And then the next year they're going to reorchestrate it, which something I mean, like that. Oh, so they gave him the money, so next year yeah. he takes a lot less. Yeah, because yeah. something like he got that. Jamal Murray on okay. the books, and that ma- that makes more sense. Because like I said, he fits that team very well. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He does. And now they they got like a but I guess a younger version of him. Jamar, uh, yeah, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant not gonna hit the post like Paul Millsap was, but as far as Swiss Army Knights, yeah. yeah. Jeremy Grant is I, that too. I guess that's the fine line of when you make these lists, though, because maybe he didn't have statistical numbers like them, but mm-hmm. when you talk about the playoffs and what he does for the team, yeah, he is important. Because, like, like I said, yeah, it was times like they would, they would give him the ball in the post, and you know it's a bucket, and those you know half court offenses in the playoffs, those type of guys are very needed. I mean, he had that one big game against Portland that helped yeah. them to win. I think he had like a 35-point game against Portland in the playoffs, which is, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Um, everybody gave they six, seven? Yeah, yeah around six now. All right, my six, like I mentioned, I jumped the gun, was uh, Julius Randle. Julius Randle's had a career year. Um, it's not much I can really say about him. He is a type of player similar to like we mentioned with Aaron Gordon, who will snag a board and go coast to coast. His playmaking was okay last season, which is pretty good. Um, one thing that he lacks, of course, um, defensively, he just don't really bring it much. Yeah. And at this point in his career, I don't know if he ever will. I think he's just he's cool with being a, a 18, a 20-point score and just not giving it all defensively. And some teams will be okay with that because if he's dropping 20, are you, they're okay with allowing him to, to slag um, – Slack. Slack defensively. But Julius Randle had a great year. I'm, I'm happy for him, too. At the, he kind of got thrown to the wayside with the Lakers. He was just trying to find a, a home. Lot of, a lot of young guys. Yeah. We miss you, Julius. No, no loyalty in Los Angeles. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad he's found a home, a long-term home. I'm, I got him at number six also. Okay. I'm happy to see him essentially be, like, number one, number two option in New York. And he's, I feel like he's going to really put it all together this year. 24.7 years old, man. He's still young. Um, my number six is John Collins. Y'all hit everything on the head. Um, I'm interested to see what this next season is going to be about because I, mm-hmm. I expect Trey Young to take a jump. They've added a lot of talent that I think can, can come in and have roles uh, already. I don't, you know, I'm not saying DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish are going to be top dogs on the team, but I think when you have a Trey Young and you have a John Collins who kind of already early established themselves in that franchise, it, it simplifies the roles for guys like Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter who are just going to be wings who are going to come in and be asked to defend and shoot the ball. And then as as they improve and grow into the league, they'll have more freedom of being scorers and Cam Reddish and getting mm-hmm. his bag and have his moments. But from from the start in a rookie season, because you have two pillars like Trey Young and John Collins, it makes those guys' jobs so easy. But I'm still interested to see just the the dynamic, if they're going to continue to try to do John Collins at the five, even though they already drafted Bruno Fernando. So I kind of think they won't. But, um, yeah, because he, he has such a great year. It's kind of like the Luka Doncic and, and other the Donovan Mitchell effect. Mm-hmm. It's like his numbers might not increase. Mm-hmm. But his sophomore year was that good that it, it won't mean that he was necessarily bad. It just shows how good of a year he had the previous year. Because mm-hmm. 20 and 10, I mean, damn. Yeah. And it's, I mean, just, I would think like the next step skill-wise is he could just be able to put the ball on the floor a little bit more. I mean, that, that's what I would hope. Mine is shooting. Because if you're going to play with Trey Young, he's going to have the moments right. where he's diving. But if he can pop a, 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 yeah. occasionally as well and hit mm-hmm. that shot, or even have a mid-range Paul Millsap no, They don't shit. got Dwayne Dedman anymore. No, they, they don't. Got, Sacramento, they have yeah, Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn can, can, yeah, yeah. can knock it down. 
But yeah, I mean that's gonna help for Marvin Bagley too. You talk about you know just spacing the floor, having. Um, but I think he's gonna be the floor spacer because he's gonna be running probably running a lot of five because they also got Harry Giles who they love a lot. That's just the next step I see for John Collins because I mean if you look at his numbers, twenty and twenty 10. and ten. Vucevic yeah. was all star with right. twenty and twelve, mm-hmm. so he wasn't far off. Um, but yeah, that's my number six. Mike, did you say your number six? Uh, my number six is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, okay. Uh, I'll go to my number five though. My okay. number my number five was Julius Randle. Hmm. Who, I don't know. He keeps adding to his game. You know, he. You talked about how uh, Aaron Gordon reminds you of Blake Griffin. I think Julius Randle reminds me a little bit of Blake Griffin, especially the way how he bullied people down. You know, mm-hmm. down low. Mm-hmm. Now he's starting to expand his range a little bit. He can grab the board and uh, take a coast to coast, find open players. His playmaking's got to get a little bit better. He's got the right idea, but sometimes he can't execute it. You know, properly. But he's very out he, of control yeah. at times. Oh yeah, for sure. I think he's starting to gather himself, though. He's yep. just maturing. He's starting to learn his game. He knows how to use his body. You know, for six, someone who's only six, eight, six, nine, who runs that power forward center spot, he, he could finish among the trees. Yeah. So that was your five? Yeah. My five? Zion Williamson. No, it's not. Okay, it's not. Like, it's not. Oh. I was gonna say, y'all, that's not like you wrote this. Like you wrote an article because that's what they be, they be having Zion yeah. as, a, as a picture talking about top power. No, somebody did ask me on Twitter where does Zion rank in power for us. Like I don't know, he ain't played a single minute. How about we wait and see what how he performs in the NBA before we start ranking him? Uh, my five was Tobias Harris, and my my main thing is that now he's gonna start to get more of those Jimmy Butler shots. Like he's gonna share those Jimmy Butler sh- and mm. um, JJ Redick. They got to field those shot attempts, and those are two players that took a lot of shots. Mm. And we're gonna see. Like, when he was with the Clippers, he was a mid-range killer. Like, majority of his shots were mid-range. And then when he got to to Philadelphia, they're like, you know what? We're going to need you to take a little less mid-range shots. And hopefully they allow him to use his bread and butter because he was money there. And they just like they took his his best tool at his toolbox and gave him a smaller version of it. Like, no, let him do what he do, which is kill that mid-range area. They probably could if they run a lineup where he's out there and he's the guy in the lineup. Yeah. But... I mean, in the starting lineup, when you have Embiid down there, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It is tougher for him to have it because, and and when he got to um, when he was in LA, they definitely have more shooting around him. Right, and those type of players that have that mid range game, I think the more touches and the just the more feel you get from the ball from shooting those mid range, those help your three a lot. Mm -hmm. So the times where he struggled the three ball in Philadelphia in the playoffs or whenever it was, I think those could be you know taken into account of why it's kind of hurting him. And he's also one of those players that like. I got to see it go in yeah. type players were like, yeah. if he goes four minutes without getting a shot attempt, that shot attempt is probably going to miss. Like he needs to get it early. Right. And Cause he, needs to he get went it from the going. first option with the Clippers to being like a third or fourth option with Philly. And, and now he may be their closer. Yeah. I, like we'll see how they end up closing close games. You, ben Simmons is, you know, Huh? Number three, see, he, he watching too many of them. <laughs> don't work out here. We were talking about. We watching too many. We were talking about yesterday because highlight. who highlights was we watching? We was watching Derek's highlights. Oh yeah, and Derek's highlights made him look amazing. But also, I gotta say, <laughs> Derek thing. number Derek numbers man Mills is one of the best nicknames. Number man Mills. <laughs> yeah. The reason I, I'm not really a big highlight dude. It's always cool to see them do it, but it's just like he's just doing shit I've never seen him doing previous. I've seen Ben Simmons work out before and, mm. and have open runs before. He was at Brick thing just dunking on everybody right. but now it's like not only is he shoot three it ain't like he just like he's off the catch he off the bounce he in a it's not even just threes he's in a post fading away i would love to see that shooting. raw footage so i want to i want to see what's, what's going on raw footage or not he's making them so shit yeah you know as long as i see some makes he's gonna miss them that's oh, for in the sure. game so but the fact that he's making them he's taking them that's all i ever wanted to see was him take them so the fact that he's taking them and he's not playing from against, zero like, made in the season to like 
let's say if he hits if he twenty threes like a season, that is a, a extreme improvement. And ain't like he playing against his homies. He playing against players. Devin Booker in that gym. Joe Kim Noah and the guy that's gonna let you come in there and slack. He's playing against Julius Randle. He playing against people. It ain't like all oh, my college buddies that was on the team when they just be. Because I'll be saying that type of shit too. Bump dudes be working out with their they homies that was on the team. Right? Howard looked great in his yeah. workout. Like he ready but to he be a top five. Somebody. <laughs> no, he really was. He, no, he was in the open. He, he, yeah, he was. Just, I, he looked good. He like he looked like he was yeah, conditioned. Like, he just rolling. That's the type of shit I'm saying. Like I'm not. I'm not basing off some shit. He just in the gym by himself shooting. Like oh shit, Ben is knocking him down. Because yeah, Ben Simmons can do that. Because when me and Derek were at that game, Bulls versus Philly, in the pregame warm up, he was he knocking, was knocking him down. And I tweeted the video. He, he wasn't he missing. Like six in a row, right? He, I'm like, okay, but that, that's of course a lot different than game speed with mm-hmm. defense in front of you. So we'll see what. It would just do it. What I don't want him to do is just come out shooting him and everything, and then like lose his confidence, and, and then all of a sudden, yeah, just yeah, just stop shooting him. Similar to what DeRozan did. It's possible. It's definitely possible. If you, we'll see how it goes, though. Yeah. Um, everybody, give their number five for number me five. was K Love, just because of the simple fact that I know what he brings to the table, and the fact that he's going to come back. And it wasn't like a career-ending injury to where I can like. Say that he's not going to bring anything to the table. I got to see what he brings. I know what he's going to bring, and he's going to bring it every night. He's going to give me question. twenty and that's, ten. That's the question I couldn't answer. I don't know what he's going to bring just because he's on the Cavaliers. I just mm-hmm. don't know what type of direction they're going to be in because they have two young guards. They have a lot of young talent now. They, you know, those guards are going to have to get off the leash. Mm-hmm. Colin just, Sexton, Darius Garland. Last year he was just so bad. In comparison to like okay. what he usually does, obviously, yeah. he's, again, he's still in my top ten. I mean, list. He, but he was, was in the he bottom three percent and finishing at the rim. That's not amongst this big. That's that's amongst right. everybody in the league. He's down there with the guards. Come on, man. He's six, he, he's 16. Like a, he couldn't finish. He was the trying, he was getting his feet back wet. Like he only played twenty games last season. No, I'm, try, I'm trying to give ass. him a little bit of slack. Yeah, I, he was still I, giving him seventeen I, I and ten look, though. Last year kind of don't exist to me because it was so right. little and it was so garbage. This is like yeah, it's very garbage. That team, that was, team was garbage. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on now. A lot of these teams are garbage though. The the Hawks won like five more games. Yeah, but to John Collins in the second year, I expect John Collins to hoop and give us all in his second year. Laurie Marketing won like two more games than them. I'm just saying that like, yes, it does matter your team situation, but no, Kevin Love himself was ass. Kevin Love is a 30 year old player. 31. Who's trying, yeah, 31. Who's trying to play significant basketball. Yeah. So c- getting up and going to work every day with a team like the Cavs when you know you're not going to be shit. <laughs> It's very tough sounds for terrible. Him yeah, that sounds versus bad. Laurie Markin and John But you still Collins. have to come and perform. You do. You do. You can hate mm-hmm. your jobs. You, you still got to do your job. You do. But I'm just being realistic. We we know he don't want to be in no damn Cleveland. Come on now. He signed that contract. And, and a guy that's so fragile like him? Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. He would he would hate to fuck his knee up because he's playing thirty his thirty ninth minute in the fourth <laughs> quarter trying to beat the damn Hornets. Like, come on, man. Come on. But. Hey, I know we all know as soon as if he was to get traded right now to the Portland Trailblazers, big upgrade. We'll be talking about how we'll be talking about how good Portland Rockets get them. We looking at them way different. Big upgrade. So, but I I, I wouldn't have top five though. But yeah, did you give fifth? My five was Tobias. Yes, Uh, my my. my, uh, Did you give yours? Mine was Tobias as well. So you go ahead with yours. Mine is Draymond Green. Uh, Dog love Draymond Green. Uh, I see what you meant. Mike, his numbers last year, but his numbers in the playoffs was crazy. Yeah, yeah. What is yeah, that? It was, it was like 13, 13 almost a triple-double. Yeah, so. Like, what he brings in the playoffs is, I, I don't see anybody even, else on that list doing that type that of thing. That doesn't show his defensive impact. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not even his defense. But now, you remove Kevin Durant. Klay Thompson is not going to be there for the start. They're being doubted. Draymond Green is his, at his best when he is the underdog, when he is doubted, and he has something to prove. 
this Warrior team has something to prove because no, everybody's like, oh, it's wide open. It's the Clippers or the Lakers and blah, 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 blah. He's going to have Steph Curry. He's going to have D'Angelo Russell. So he's going to still be able to do the playmaker thing. His defense, we don't even have to speak about. And he's going to have Willie Colley Stein with him. So I think he's going to take this year, be the motivator. He ain't got to deal with the Kevin Durant nonsense. Is he going to be here? Is he going to resign? We're arguing. He's emotional. He's sensitive. All that shit is gone. He got paid. Now we come out and prove to people that we we still one of these elite. I already see the lobs coming to, to, to Willie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not throwing all the time. Lobs. Oh, but, they're yeah. so nasty. They're yeah. nasty. So. He shot 45% on corner threes last year. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Considering he shot 29 like overall. Just in the corner, he was knocking them down. And then the year before, he shot 11% from the corner. <laughs> like, I don't, like, it don't make any sense. Um, my four was Pascal. Pascal Siakam. Um, most improved player. He's got a lot of things um, in his tool bag. And a lot of people want to see him, see what he does without Kawhi Leonard, which is warranted. But I got to tell you, his top four points scored in a single game, three of them came without Kawhi on the floor. So he can score the ball without Kawhi Leonard being there. Um, is he an elite, is he elite number one option? Hell no. no. But he's not good until he developed that left. <laughs> he got to develop that left before he become the number one. Because they sat on that they sat on his right, and I don't know what he was on. He's a good enough option um, with the team around him to still be a playoff team in Toronto. Yeah. And defensively, he's good. Um, not great, but he's good enough to like he had the LeBron. Aside but two years ago when LeBron mm-hmm. gave him work. Uh, but he last gave, year, he gave that whole no, no, team I mean, work. <laughs> with, no, with his size and his tools defensively, he could be a very His lateral quickness is very he, underrated. Yeah. Um, he could block and, shots. And you know on the break. Rebound the ball. You know on the you break. You know he run, he running. As soon he's as he sees somebody get that boy, he's already gone. So, yeah, I had that's where I had him at number four. I had um, Draymond Green at number four. Okay. Just because of his impact defensively. And I feel like, like P said, it's an underdog year for them, and he's on him, Steph. They all gonna come out firing. But you know what's insane? I could also see a year where he starts to decline. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Well, he said that last year. Yeah, right. He started yeah. to decline because he was. I think they said 15 to 20 pounds overweight for the regular season, and then late in the regular season, he lost that weight for the playoffs, and then he started <laughs> to take he, off. You think he's gonna he's gonna come back out of shape? No, because this year they're not the favorites. He knew that he can do that last year. Now. If Draymond don't play an elite level, they're right. like a bottom playoff team, maybe not a playoff team. So mm-hmm. he needs to bring it. I hope he realized that he needs to bring it from the very I early. Think, I think he does. That, that he said it in be competitive. He said, we hear all the noise that y'all posted right. on social media. And, I think, and the stuff that Clay be sending me, I know yeah. he got the fire I think too. Having, having the luxury of Kevin Durant on your team lets you do that. And like, it's yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, lets, started, it kind of got in his way a lot too because he's not a guy that does well when somebody's isolated. So Kevin mm-hmm. Durant isolates and touches, leaves Draymond mm-hmm. in no man's lane, leaves him an 11% shooter in the corner. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, now you don't have that, so now it's more fluent. It's more handoffs. It's more he, he hand off the curry and cut and slip. Boom. Now he catches doom. What do you think dunk? Mm-hmm. You know, so now it's all of that type of action. I think. And we've seen how just in the playoffs, he was trying to be aggressive. Yeah, he was. At the end, he was yeah. trying to get to the real. I mean, he wasn't making many, but he was at least trying to. He had a couple good games in the playoffs where you realize, like, because people were starting to sour on Draymond Green, obviously, because yeah. of the regular season. He wasn't yeah. doing much. But let me I'm going to look at this game log. There was a couple games in the playoffs last year where he just made people realize, oh, Draymond Green is still damn good. It was, it was yeah. against Portland. Oh, okay. Um, thought it, thought he no, yeah, no, Portland was definitely a very good series for him. Yeah, he killed Portland in all four games. Yeah, he had an 18, 18, 12, and 12 game against Portland. 20. <laughs> 12 and 13 game against Portland <laughs> and then a 16 10 and 7 I might game. I rethink my build for 2K. 
the Dr- Draymond deal would be crazy as long as you shoot those corner threes and not the ones at the top of the key. Because teams let him shoot those. <laughs> they let him shoot those. But even in the finals, he wasn't bad in the finals. No. It's just, you know, all the circumstances led to, you know what happened. Um, he was your number four? Yes. He, who was your number four? My four was Pascal. My number four is Julius Randle. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. I like I like it. Is that a little Lakers love or just... No, nah, it's just, just that good for you. Wait, I wait. Did I already mention Julius Randle? Because I said he played like Blake Griffin. No, you were just talking what we were talking. Oh, about. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that was that was my number four. No, nah, it's just he's just one of those players that does a little bit of everything except, I guess, defense. Yeah. No, but his ability to I think you can <laughs> speak on him because you were saying that because I haven't given Julius Randle up yet. No, Julius Randle is definitely my fourth. Okay, okay good. Um, I don't have a fourth, so. How don't you have a four? You will see why when we get to three. Uh, yeah, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Two start. Okay. Did everybody do their fourth? Yep. Yeah. Actually, before you get to your two threes, you're gonna take our second break. Welcome to Through the Wire. Now, today's episode, we're gonna be ranking power fours. We've done point guards, shooting guards, small fours, very controversial stuff, some arguments, all of that. And now we're doing power forwards. Now, personally, power forwards was like the small forward list. Well, I ain't had that much of a problem to late game. How y'all feel about y'all list? Same thing. I actually yeah. forgot a significant person as soon as I got done. Me and you talk. We, we forgot the same person. I'm not going to say him, though. Yeah, I forgot Giannis. We um, forgot Giannis. But I was a little pissed, too. I then was like, damn. I wish I could just keep him on. Because I had literally just finished mm-hmm. and was just reviewing and was like, oh, my gosh. I forgot this moment. It, it was the people that I want to show some love to. Like Paul Millsap. But, like, last year he had a not a great offensive year, so I, I couldn't put him on the list. Mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker, Tucker would have loved to give him a Joe spot. Ingles. Joe Ingles. Um, and, yeah, so so we're going to be looking at power forwards. For example, Anthony Davis is not on this list because right. last year he played majority of his minutes at center. LaMarcus Aldridge. So LaMarcus Aldridge. So if there are people that you think is a power forward and you're like, why is they not on this list? You should probably check basketball reference to see what they're listed as, all right, as far as last year goes. And uh, that will explain why certain players are not on this list. So before we even get into that, y'all know what time it is. Trivia. Trivia time. Trivia time. Y'all got eight episodes to try to defeat Derek, the first month winner. So let's get on with the first question that comes from Elliot Burr. Who was the first NBA player to ink a shoe deal? Was it A, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Was it B, Julius Randle? Was it C, Walt Frazier? Was it D, Flynn Robinson? Mike's face to say, who the hell is Flynn Robinson? No, he threw in Julius yeah, Randle. Julius Randall. Randall. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Julius Irving. <laughs> yeah. Julius Randle, that's what threw me off. Okay. Yeah, I was like, that. I was like, there's no way it's Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Irving. Okay, that my, makes my a lot apologies. more sense. I'm that. glad you helped me because mm-hmm. the comments would have been like, wait, what? Um, yes, one of those four players, and personally, I don't, I didn't know who Flynn Robinson was either. If that was uh, what somebody was thinking, I'm giving y'all five seconds. Julius Irving. Pierre goes Julius Irvin. I'll go Julius Irvin. <laughs> I'm with Julius Irvin, too. The correct answer is Julius Irvin. Okay. It was Julius Irvin. Maybe not the toughest question, Kyle. but it's okay. You don't always have to start off tough, you know? Question number two. Who has the most blocks in a single NBA game? And this one comes from Dylan. Shaq, Mark Eden, Elmore Smith, or George T. Johnson? Mark Eden. Pierre goes Mark Eden. Mike's face said, who the hell is George T. Johnson? Wait, let me hear that first name again. Um, Shaq. <laughs> Mark mm-hmm. Eden, Elmore Smith, or George T. Johnson? People told me I'm to going, don't forget the know, T. Elroy used to do his thing. I'm going, I'm with, go I'm going, with, I'm going with Smith. Um, El, Elmore Smith. You still going Mark Eden, P? 
Yeah, El Moy used to do his thing, and then Derek, I don't even know who it is. <laughs> I, I said B, and B was Mark Eden. Uh, the correct answer was Elmore Smith. Let's he did used to do his thing. Seventeen. I really, I didn't know who that was either, but I just picked him. Yeah, seventeen. Mark Eden. I feel like he was too obvious. Right. So, um, seventeen blocks in the game. All four of these people were on the all-time like blocks in the single yeah. game. I don't know who George T. Johnson was. He had, like, <laughs> I didn't know who that was. You know, um, Elmore used to be. This, he used to do this. <laughs> he had the league in blocks two years. So Elmore actually did just block shit all day. All, uh, How all day, tall was he? No idea. No idea. And the very last question comes from Carter. <clears throat> he said, "I thought this would be a cool question for the podcast." Shout out to you, Park Carter. Which team has out of which team out of this list has gone the longest without rebranding? Is it the Atlanta Hawks? Is it the Phoenix Suns? Is it Chicago Bulls? Or is it Houston Rockets? The longest without rebranding their team. Houston. Rockets. Yeah. Why you just take my stuff so fast? Yeah, I'm what were the others? Oh, I'm going with the Rockets. What were the other Rockets, teams? Suns, Bulls, Hawks, Bulls. The correct answer is the Hawks. The Hawks has pretty much never rebranded. They've relocated, but they've mm-hmm. always been the Hawks. And just like that, that is uh, this week's trivia. What's the score at right now? One. I one. have one. Derek, oh. did you get one? No, no, you have two. You had Elmore and you had Julius Irvin. Oh, true. Oh, okay. You came so out so it's 2-1-1. Two, one, two, two, one, one. 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 At least everybody's on the board yeah. in the very first episode. So let's get to, of course, the power rankings. So we want to start off with their 10th best power forward. All right. My 10 is two people. Um, Kevin Love and Chris Asperzingas. Obviously, taps we ain't seen in a minute, but I still want to show him love because he's about to come in fully healthy. New situation. Uh, got his boy Doncic with him. Going to an organization, a city, and a team that's dealt with a uh, international star level player. Now they have two. I just think it's, it's, it's a cool situation. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what, even if his injury affects him, you, at the worst, you're going to get a seven foot three shot blocker and three point shooter with Chris Stapps. Right. Like at the least, he's just going to give you that. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Love. <clears throat> Same thing with him. He's going to be healthy. He's going to start the season. But the only thing about Kevin Love is, is I just don't know what to expect because he's on the Cavaliers. Um, I don't know if they're just going to try to give Darius Garland, Sexton, and Kevin Porter and all their young guys the ball and let them do what they do. Uh, I don't know if Kevin Love is going to be a focal point. I mean, John Beeline is a new coach. He doesn't really owe Kevin Love any type of loyalty or any type of thing. But Kevin Love is on the list because we all know if he was to get traded in the first two weeks of the season to a Portland, to Impactful. a Houston, yeah, yeah, that it, situation, we, we're, yeah, we're speaking differently of him. So I have to put him on the list. Uh, it's just a matter of fact of what's going to happen because mm-hmm. we don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to get traded. He could stay a whole nother year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully um, not. Yeah, hopefully not. But we all know that as soon as he gets moved to any of those teams, Houston, uh, the Timberwolves would look different with him. Hell, the yeah, Suns yeah. would look And literally, he can go to any team because yeah. the way he can space the floor, he's an instant rebounding machine. Double-double. Mm-hmm. He, he gives, you know, offenses that low post type feel too. You know, he could feel that for teams. And he ain't really it, played uh, high-level basketball in a minute. He's had kind of like a year off. I know he yeah. played last year. He played like 22 was, games. Yeah, that yeah. was really mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, I also had Kevin Love at number 10. And it wasn't for your reason and my reason is that he just wasn't very good in those 22 games. Mm-hmm. Good enough to be top 10, but not good enough to be any higher. Um, 
And I, when I said that on Twitter, because I was talking to Matt, shout out to Six Rings of Steel, about Kevin Love last year, somebody hit the mentions like, man, he was the first option this year. He's like, no, he was not. He was not the first option. He had two people on the scene that got more touches and two people on the scene that got more shot attempts with right. him on the floor with him. So he was not the first option. It mm-hmm. may seem like that because he's probably the best player. He, mm-hmm. No, not probably. He was the best player on the team. He just wasn't the number one option because he is now just like a stretch four at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. like we, we rarely get a Kevin Love in the post anymore, even mm-hmm. though we know he still has it in his game. He just doesn't utilize it enough. Right. That's why he would benefit from getting He would because, I mean – He's not going to play, you know, 35-plus minutes every night, but he was only playing around 27 minutes because the Cavs were so bad. And, you know, he's not— no reason. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason to put—I mean, he's got all-star level talent, and they're going to win games— with him out there like that, so he's a he's a person that would thrive on on his situation and this situation for him right now. Not the best. I had Joe Ingles at number ten. Oh, Joe Ingles did not make the list. So I'm, nah. I'm curious mm-hmm. to what who did wanted to show him love, but didn't even not even consideration. Yeah, in another situation where like y'all probably like Joe Ingles is a small forward last year. He was classified as power forward because that's where the majority of his minutes came from. I guess even though when we looked at all the lineups, he never played. Yeah, which forward. is a bit weird. A bit weird. <laughs> um, but why why'd you put him number? Just because his 10. ability to complement any team, his playmaking, his ability to defend, like everything, he just does everything for you, and he's not mm-hmm. going to hurt your team at all. His playmaking is pretty underrated. He's a yeah. very good pick and roll player too. Mm-hmm. He's that secondary ball handler yeah. whenever uh, Donovan Mitchell or, or Ricky Rubio wasn't on the court. I, I love Joe Ingles. He's one of my favorite players to watch just because he's like this doughy, unathletic player. Mm-hmm. He's fundamentally sound. Very fundamentally sound. And I, I was looking at some advanced stats for the first time yesterday, and like I think it was like eighty percent of his shots were like be like just spot up shots. Mm-hmm. You know, he very rarely tried to get to the rim, and he was still very effective. Mike, who you got number ten? I got Larry Markman at 10. Too low. Too low. Too low. Explain I, to me why he's so low on your list. I got him so low because he don't play no defense. Yeah, that's a good point. No, nah, but, I mean, Larry Markman, he's like the typical stretch forward that you want to have now that could space the floor. He could put the ball in the deck. He could post up a little bit, which we want to see more. He's got to start posting up more, especially when yeah, he's got right. the guards on him. Um, I had a lot of market at nine, so I'll, I'll continue on mm-hmm. why he's on this list. Um, he just in his second year he lacked aggression, and yeah. I'm hoping that he has that this season. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a change of mindset that you need to instill in him. They're like, bro, you are one of our best players. He is. You need to be taking shots like that. Like there were times where he could. What really was he disappear. averaging? He was averaging like twenty something. He averaged like twenty six in February, yeah. right? And that, that's the Laurie we like to see. Not that he's going to average twenty six, but he was aggressive during yeah, that. Yeah, rebounding the ball as well. Yeah, so we would love to see him just come out and do that. And he's putting on some muscle this season. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, come defensively, on, he could start bringing it though. I don't think I'm, he will. Even if it's not, he not gonna lock nobody up. But with that size, you can always know like the place to be defensively. Yeah. And, and just be that, a comes, that just comes with you know. Learning, yeah, I guess so. But it's it's a lot more easier said than mm-hmm. done. Um, I don't know why, but people always compare him to Dirk or Chris Stapps, you know. Right. And I don't like those comparisons, really, especially not the Chris Stapps one, because even when Chris Stapps came defense. into the league, he was a dominant, like not dominant, he was a the good defender. Yeah. yeah, he always knew where to be. He knew how to block shots. Lard marketing, he's not very well. He's actually surprisingly athletic. No, yeah, his, yeah, definitely. I don't know if his defensive IQ was not as high as you wanted mm-hmm. to be, but defensively, he just don't really have it. And maybe that was his lack of size, and now he put on some more size. I don't really know. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Now you say he is athletic, so yeah. like long too so he he can block some shots especially if he's you know in the right position we too. would love him to play some center minutes but he just can't like when they when they ran him mm-hmm. at center last year they were literally one of the worst lineups in the league yeah windows gonna always get the best big man assignment every yeah day. which is which is cool but he's also undersized so yeah. i don't know who's your nine p 
Uh, Aaron Gordon. Um, I've been speaking and thinking highly of Aaron Gordon this summer. Uh, one of my MIP guys on my list. Uh, I know his teammate is, is, you know, a popular, solid choice. But <clears throat> I think Aaron Gordon just has um, a lot of a, a lot to his game. Uh, I don't want to give him that Blake Griffin comparison, but I think he has like Blake Griffin can. He's he's molded his game to where he mm-hmm. can shoot the three. He can still post you. Up. He's yeah. He's he definitely enough. got the Blake Griffin mold. Yeah. So he can he can do more. And I'm not. And of course, I'm still not saying he's going to be at the Blake Griffin level, but. I feel like in year, what's this, like six for him? This is the the, the year for him to put it all together. Wow, it's crazy. And, yeah, yeah, it's, he's been in the year yeah. for the league for so long. And, and he's consistently, yeah, he's consistently gotten better too. Yeah, he's gotten year. better. Uh, he's been having to, he's more of a complete, he's not just like a, you know, a, what a dunk or what people thought he was after that dunk yeah, contest. Yeah, I saw that. Somebody tweeted that at me and I, I almost blocked the what, guy. What happened? Yeah. No, Aaron Goring can only dunk. You obviously ain't watching. I mean, no even, even defensively, he brings in now. So yeah. he's on his list. And I'm, I'm going to go into it. some stats that I, I ran into about Aaron Gordon, but mm-hmm. I'm going to let P finish. Yeah, um, and and even though I've been speaking highly of him, and I know the potential is there, uh, th- we're not basing it solely on potential. And last year, his numbers did dip. He was uh, the year before last, he was a 17.6 score, 18, which I expect him to be. That's solid for him. And he dropped to 16 points. Um, his shots did dip a little by like one shot. The three-point numbers went up, but he shot less threes because he was shooting like six a game um, in the 2017-2018 year. I want to see those assist numbers go up. Mm -hmm. Um, Did his shot attempts go down? Because Vucevic had an all-star. He he had an all-star season. His shots went down by then. And Terrence Ross had a great season, too. He did. Like 15 to 13. Um, Almost took – no, excuse me. Took only three. Free throws for him to be, and then he's on the screen. That always happens. No, that's not him. But um, he only took three free throws. I want to see him get a little bit more aggressive. How y'all was saying about Laurie? Not not necessarily posting up, but just attacking the rim more because he is so athletic. Um, and Vucevic did have an All Star year last year, but Vucevic had kind of a career year in almost everything, including games played. So I don't know if Vucevic going into his what he's going to be 29 or 30 mm-hmm. year old season if he's going to have the same not saying he's going to be bad next year but I don't know if he's going to have the same type of year right. so um and even so he's a big man he only averaged 12 and 20 they're going to still need somebody to come out and be their guy and Aaron Gordon is lined up perfectly to be that guy because Jonathan Isaac is still young Markel Fultz is a question mark Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier are both kind of streaky um, they added Aminu, some wing presence, another veteran. They just Mo Bamba is kind of like and long, and that's just having that's their identity thing. right now, right? So if they can mix all of that, and Aaron Gordon can put his thing together and kind of have, again, maybe not the same level, but a kind of Oladipo type thing. Because when before Oladipo had his MIP run. We all knew he had all of the tools and potential to do what he's been doing. He was just fat. Yeah. And then he had to put it together. And then once he did, he was just fat. Then he, then once he did, he, he broke out and had an all-star level year. And now you got people upset that he's not top three on the list. So <laughs> Aaron Gordon, if he can have that same thing, it'll be great. And I, I expect him to make a jump. It's just all about what type of jump it is. But that Magic team, yeah, it has a lot of length and a lot of potential. If they're healthy and focused, drop some knowledge, Derek, because I feel like you don't have some people on the list. So let me hear your name. I had Aaron Gordon at nine. Oh, okay. I also had Aaron Gordon. At I was nine. expecting you not to have him on the list because you put Joe Ingles there. So now I'm still curious of who you don't got. He probably forgot to buy his hairs or something. Nope, he's on that. <laughs> <laughs> my number the nine. The marksman didn't make it. My number nine was different from. Damn. I don't think y'all had him on your list, but I still have Draymond Green on my top ten power forward list at nine only. Nine. 
Whoa! I told you I was I was interested to see where y'all had guys. And you know what's I funny? Know. Before y'all got here, me and him were just talking. He asked if I got Draymond on my list, and I'm like, Do I got Draymond? Of course yeah. I got Draymond. But <laughs> I, I mean, didn't expect you to have stats. That's why, if you especially look at the regular season, it's, I mean, like seven points, five rebounds, which is nothing. The, but it's like it's so it's so much more. It's the impact that he brings to the game defensively. That's what we said. Yeah, that's why he. Okay, yeah. yeah oh no, no, no. Okay, keep going. Um. Yeah, I'm just surprised you having this low. Yeah, I can't talk about because he's a lot higher than I. Yeah, I'll talk about him when I get to my level. Yeah. You tell me why he's number nine and why I mean, why he's number nine and not the, maybe the reason top why five. I, right, 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 right. The reason why I have him lower than y'all do on y'all list is just because I mean he's more of a playoff type of guy. I mean he's still gonna have the same respect and impact that he brings to the team and what he does for that Golden State Warriors. But the people are just you know I think they're ready to have a bigger season than what he is. Okay. Well, I'll tell you why he's a lot better than that once he gets to him on my list. So you eight? What's your eight? Yeah, drop your eight, Derek. Uh, Spicy P. I had him at number eight. I wanted to see a little bit more. I feel like all the guys above him are more established, and I've seen more consistency from them. <sighs> you, I feel like you he's say good. that often, right? Yeah. I want to see more. What more do you want to see? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see him in his number one option type role. Is that him though? But that's, how, what, that's he, what I want to see. So everybody else yeah. above him on his list, on your list, is their number one option? Uh, no. Most of them have been there on their career. So, so you're taking into consideration everything they've done in their lifetime instead yeah. of like the last season or two. Yep. Okay. Then why is Paul Millsap not on your list? He is on my list. Oh. Oh. He was like, uh, no, he he's been, he was an honorable mention <laughs> on my list. He was not remissioning for me mm-hmm. too. So, okay, so that means you ain't got like Aaron Gord. I mean, not, no, you ain't got like John Collins. No, I don't. Okay. John Collins oh. is definitely on my list. Um, I, I got Pascal Siakam a lot higher too. Yeah, I do too. Um, my number eight, my number eight was Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me drop down some stats again. I was looking at some advanced stats. Obviously, I knew that Aaron Gordon was good, and I, I like what somebody said. That you got to mix advanced stats with the eye test, and I yeah. think that's one hundred percent true. So I went back to not watch the entire game, but it was a specific portion of a game that I went to go see. Right. So Aaron Gordon, um, when he is on the floor, the team's defense is like top ninety eight percent of the league. Ninety eight. What? Huh? Yeah, that's how good of a, 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 t- a team defender he has been. This is at least last year's what I was looking at. I don't know about the year before. The year I can before see that. it though. I mean, the second half of the season they were the best defense in the league, top three at least. So with him on the floor, transition wise, they didn't allow pretty much any transition buckets. Yeah, like they were back on defense and maybe chasing um, down a lot of shot shots too. And he's a he's a guy that like Pierre said, Blake Griffin mode. He'll snag a rebound and he'll go coast to coast. He don't need to look for a guard because he can do that. And then his last year playmaking increased. So much Like I was watching A game between Them and the The Warriors mm-hmm. We're going into The fourth quarter They were down by 15 And this is the lineup That they had out Isaiah Briscoe Terrence Ross Wesley Uwandu um, Aaron oh, Gordon like And well. Kim Birch Ew They came back Against the Warriors And won a game yeah, Kim Birch had a little Stretch where he was hooping That might have been A part of that He had a crazy block On Steph I'm Curry pretty, He just had game. a career High in assists I think he's almost Up to like four I think Aaron Gordon? That, yeah, I think he's yeah, at 3.6. I wanted to see it go a little bit more. Yeah, I, know I think he's at like 3.6. I'm expecting it to. Which is it's still impressive for a power forward, though. Yeah, so even yeah. if he never gets yeah. to the point where he's averaging 20 points per night, the defense will always be there. His playmaking will increasingly be he's there. Gonna rebound, he's he's going to rebound. He's going to rebound, and yeah. th- that's that's what I like in a player. He's very well-rounded. He's not superior at pretty much anything, but he's good at everything. Yeah. And, and those are the type of players I like. shit together and have a year where he is a 20-point scorer, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I had him at my number eight. And you gave your eight already? Um my eight was K Love. Okay. That's why I had him. So you had Kevin Love above Draymond? 
I do. I just because, I mean, I think the reason why I had him Ooh. a little bit higher is kind of with the facts that Pierre pointed out. Just if he does get traded to that team, what he can bring. That's a big That's if. a big I have It is a big if. Because, I mean, and also last as far season, as impact goes, Draymond is like top of the league impactful. I can't lie. He is. Okay. Who's your seven? My seventh. I was, haven't given eight yet. Oh, you didn't yeah. get eight? I'm, my, bad, my, bad. Um, my eight is Laurie Markina. Uh Love Laurie. Just didn't play a lot of games last year. Had a good year to me. That's another big criticism. 19 and 9 and like two assists. Uh, you know, he almost averaged like he averaged like 6.5 threes last year mm-hmm. and, and shot like 15 shots a game. So damn near half of his shots are threes. Yep. I'm not saying he has to post up. But, I mean, switch it up a little bit, yeah. you know, because um, he has the ability to put the ball on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been doing that since he was at Arizona. I know he shot the ball historically at Arizona, too, so he can shoot the three real real. But I think he'll be a lot better if he wasn't predictable. If I'm, if yeah. the, I know that the scouting report on him is that he's shooting a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, switch it up. It don't have to always be a pick and pop, pick and dive. Uh, I was going to say he could use that pick and pop. I mean, yeah. If, go, go they, dunk they, on somebody. if they're going to have to switch that, and he's going to have a but guard on him. But if he's shooting 6.5 threes a game, I'm sure he's doing a pick and pop already. Because yeah. he's not off the dribble doing yeah. it. He's not sitting in the corner. So he's pick and popping already. 40% That's, of his total shots were three-pointers last year. Yeah, so switch mm-hmm. it up. Uh, get to the free throw line a little bit more. Defensively, he has all of the physical uh, and athletic ability to, to defend and block shots. We've seen, uh, uh, what do you call it? We've seen flashes of that, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to have a better year. I think, he, he, you know, statistically, it might not be at the same level, but the impact-wise, it will be just because he has better players. It should yeah. be. I was going to say, um, Kobe White's probably a better playmaker than Chris Dunn. Than anybody yeah, anybody he's, yeah. he's going to make the defense defense collapse, and Laurie Markkinen could just be a better basketball player. So, you know, it's, it's, it's better guys on the floor for you to, to trust your teammates. Now it's going to be out of Porter in the corner. You know, if you're going and now they the defense slides, and, you know, now it's going to be – you know, Otto Porter in the corner when Zach Levine is on his one-on-one thing and they're going to help on him and then you're going to have open shots. So as long as he take advantage of that and just have, you know, good basketball traits on a good team and is motivated to play and is healthy, I, I don't see why Laurie Markkinen couldn't be um, eighth or even higher potentially oh, for going sure. into next season. Yeah, he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Untapped. Very untapped. Um, someone will give up their next one, then we'll take our first break. Well, did, did you give up eight? Yeah. Did you give up eight? Yep. I'll go seven. I'll go seven then. Mm-hmm. And where I had seven was John Collins. Um, love John Collins' sophomore season, man. He he definitely has the potential to be one of the better power forwards in the league. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say like they would love to see him get to the point where he can play some small ball center. Mm-hmm. And when they did that last year, they were tore up. Offensively, great. Yeah, gave all the points up when he plays small ball center. So they're always going to have to, at least, I, I don't know if he'll ever develop into a good defender to play small ball center. Mm-hmm. So if, the, if he doesn't, they're going to always need a seven-footer that alongside can, him yeah. that can defend. I, I think they don't think that either. That's why they drafted Bruno Fernando. And yeah, they're hoping, Arizona, they're hoping so. for him. Um, but so it would, it would be man. great for him to be a small ball center because on corner threes, he shot 48%. And if you can imagine the lineup of Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins. Like, yeah. That would be a lot of because John Collins. I, mean, yeah. I was talking to KB before, but it's like John Collins is devastating in transition, and you have him at center. He's outrunning basically like almost everybody. Yeah, yeah. He, he any big man, right? Yeah. And um, he's one of the best in the league at finishing through contact. Like his mm-hmm. and one numbers are insane. So if you're fouling he, him, he he's going up. He's gonna finish that. He's gonna finish that. 
So I love John Collins' sophomore season. Mm-hmm. I would love for him to do more defensively, but he's still very, very young, only 21.9 years old. So he's going to be turning 22 at the beginning of the season. Um, another player like Laurie Marketing, I believe, has like crazy potential. Potential to be one of the best. Same thing like Marvin Bagley, who didn't make my list, mm-hmm. but he also has a crazy potential. But the difference between um, Bagley is that last year he started like five total games. This year he will be starting, and he's, they believe he's, he's going to be great. And I do too. Center too. Yeah, I do too. Um, We're going to take our break, though, before somebody gives up their next person. 